Welcome back, everybody. We have a special guest tonight. I'm super excited to have her on. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff going over. We're going to be going over. Um, if you guys want any comments, like, shares, all that stuff, you know how we have to do because promotion is promotion. So please do so and uh, let us know what you think and definitely uh, interact because that's going to be really important so we can get your questions out and answered. Um, and obviously more education is better. So let's jump right into it. Tracy, thank you so much for taking some time tonight because I know time is money and money is energy and we don't have a lot of all of them. So, <laughs> Thanks, Tony, for having me here. Absolutely. Now, real quick, how's the weather at your house right now? <sighs> um, it's sleety and icy and uh, it's January. I, I, I want sun, sunshine, sandy beaches, but Absolutely. we're not having that right now. Not, not till spring, right? Not till Ryan no, season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got uh, we got some slush and some ice, good ice coverage up here in Broome, so gotcha. it's always always wonderful. Oh yeah, we gotta love winter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm throwing out right now the banner for the foundation that you uh you co-own and own. Um, I'll say we'll put it up a bunch of other times, but the Military yeah. Family Foundation. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I did some research with it, and I absolutely love it. And like we were just saying, I'm surprised we haven't crossed paths before because we are so local and close to each other and have so many multiple networks that we work with with the uh, military uh, backgrounds and uh, foundations we all have and all this stuff. Um, let's jump into it, and let's – how did you, um, like, get started with this stuff? Like, how did you be, create the Military Family Foundation? The Military Family Foundation was created because I am a former military spouse to a disabled service member. And once he received his VA rating, it stopped him from being able to work. Mm -hmm. And as everybody knows, somebody that's a go-getter, somebody that has that, you know, military mentality of, you know, go, 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 work, work, work. Um, it was very hard for that person to step back from being employed and out in the community and doing the things that he had previously enjoyed doing. Um, the foundation started under different umbrellas. So we originally started working with Operation Homefront, who the foundation still partners with twice a year. Um, it was great for him to get out. It was great for him to see that he was making a difference, interacting with like-minded individuals, serving military service members and their families uh, was really important. And it gave him that outlet that he needed. Um, after that, we got involved with Soldier On, which is another great program. Um, they have a local office right in, I do believe, outside of Pittsfield. So it was nice for them to also get involved with him. He could explain what he enjoyed doing. They could find things for him to do to keep him occupied. Um, as we all are overly aware, the VA is not always the place everybody wants to go. Uh, programs and services are there, but I think programs and services are designed more in a sterile medical environment instead of being conducive to supporting and embracing not just the veteran and their needs, but we're finding that it's not supporting the families at all. Um, so the foundation began, it was incepted way back in 2013, as I said, when he was um, certified for his VA compensation. We officially became a business per se in June of 2019. So we're coming up on our fourth birthday, which is pretty crazy. Um, and again, we've just branched out into the community, not just here in the capital region, but across the state, nationally, regionally. We do, we do partner with um, the National Military Family Association, which is 
of no affiliation to us, but we do do a lot of things with their military children program, which is Operation Purple Camp that sends military children away to various YMCA camps around the country for a week free of charge. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, our goal with Military Family Foundation, first and foremost, is to get out in the capital region and say, hey, veterans, hey, service members who obviously are still serving, we're here for you. And if you need programs and resources, we're here to support that. If you need school supplies um, in September, we do that with Operation Homefront. We donate over 6,000 pieces of school supplies throughout the capital region, first to service members and their families, and then to local nonprofits, because unfortunately, the word is out there that it exists, but we're not getting the uh, registration that we need to hold on to 6,000 pieces. So we're giving them out to the community. That's awesome. Um, then we also partnered for a while with the Capital Region Toys for Tots, tens of thousands of stocking stuffers, again, from Operation Homefront and their partnership with Dollar Tree. Went out into the community, first obviously the service members and their families, then the remainder went to Capital Region Toys for Tots. Uh, this year we actually donated our toys to the National Guard and a Toys for Tots organization up in New Hampshire that uh, they had a separate foundation called the Jacks Foundation. Um, it was started by a U.S. Marine who has since moved to Washington, D.C., but for his final big shebang, he wanted to acquire as many toys as he could to donate to the Toys for Tots in New Hampshire, so we partnered with them, and I do believe we gave over 10,000 toys between his foundation and ours. That's amazing. It's so great to see. And it's so great to see, yes, you're helping uh, military family members out, but also going above and beyond. You're not just holding yourself back to say, hey, we're only doing this. We can help out so many other people because that's huge too. And I think that's one thing I know as a military member, we we like helping the community out and we don't kind of label it as, hey, okay, they're a veteran. They're not a veteran. We just want to help people out because again, that selfless service goes above and beyond. Even when we get out, um, like you were saying, I, I totally understand the uh, service connection. Um, I do get a compensation for that. But at the end of the day, like your mind's constantly racing. That's why we have the podcast and so many other businesses we're doing because right. your brain's just going and going and going. Yep. You know, and it's so great to see that you can help out so many people. I mean, that's that's just wild to hear and, and such a great thing because there is so many people that don't get the help and they don't know these organizations do exist to get the help. Um, uh-huh. And definitely, I, I feel you on that VA. I mean, I was going to a psychiatrist for a while and I literally stopped and was like, how can someone understand me if they never went through it? And yep. all they're trying to do is just push more meds on me. Like I'm feeling right. worse talking to this person than I. Mm-hmm. So being able to do something like this or just talk and, and get that stuff off your chest is so much more healing than, okay, your hour's up. Here's a pill. Go have a great day. So right. That's amazing. Right. Um, and you said you're, you're national now, right? You said you, your affiliations are throughout the country. We reach all the way to Alaska and Hawaii. Wow. That was actually yeah. be my next question. Are you in those... <laughs> those two ends of the world wow we are actually we had all 50 states of the united states we have actually done things in england we've done things in france italy germany and wow it was a blank um okinawa japan we've actually partnered with an organization that's there it's an american american based organization but predominantly sits in Okinawa, Japan, to help the military families that are stationed there. That's yeah. so amazing. That is so amazing. Uh, one of my good friends, um, Ryan, aka Chappie from Disgruntled Vets, he actually just mm-hmm. went overseas. So we're trying to get some information on 
kind of where they are if they're if he's allowed to let us know so we can send some care packages over but Excellent. it's a, yeah it's amazing to see though all the uh veteran organizations come together and do stuff uh some of the organizations we have in common um like we've said before is like operation at ease down in Rarity. um bchc the veteran coalition housing with michelle uh hickstrong which is a huge one uh we keep me and him and the wife keep going back and forth but you know organization and timing it's, yeah. it's so tricky because we are so busy um and right. so many others i'm sure you work with like the veteran miracle center um yeah. down there in albany and there's just there's so many amazing things that it's so good again to get those organizations out and explain what they are and what they support absolutely which is so amazing so what are you thinking for like the future of this organization like where where do you want it to go and where do you want to see it um the foundation is ever fluid so when somebody comes to me and says hey this is what we need we try to find programs and resources that if we don't have them we try to partner with organizations organizations programs resources that continue us to grow uh, one of the first things we did was we part partnered with Penn State University for the Thrive Program. Their Thrive Program is a birth to age 18 program that is predominantly used by military families to help keep resiliency, endurance, um, to deal with deployments, reintegration. It's a program that allows families to stay together, but it also gives mom and dad the support they need in a community of like-minded people to help them get through those things that we have all dealt with. I'm, I was a military spouse for 16 and a half years. He was deployed overseas probably three out of the four years that we were married, not counting, you know, local deployments to this location and that location. Mm -hmm. So I know as a, as a young wife, what it was like to be on a military base in 29 Palms, California. So 3000 plus miles away. And it's just me. You know, it's just me in the circus that we call the United States military, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want, I, I, I think I took what I wanted as a spouse and what I wanted as a military family and said, how do we do that in the community? How do we allow our service members to come home and feel supported? When we came home, granted 20 plus years ago, there were no programs and services to no. catch us when we moved home. It was, he moved home, he got his discharge papers, have a wonderful life. There was no programs and services to get him a job. There was no programs and services to help us with housing or childcare. And those are the things that we stumbled on. So the foundation is paramount to make sure that those stumbling blocks don't hit our veterans. And that's why we are actively involved with over 25 organizations in the capital region. That's why we are involved with Operation Ease and we're involved in VCHC's programs because I want somebody to contact my office and say, I need, and I can turn around and warrant the handoff and say, I got you. We're gonna give you to Michelle. We're gonna give you to Jolie. We're gonna give you to somebody. We're gonna make sure that the programs and services that you're asking me for right now exist right now. Um, we partner with Albany County Veteran Services. We helped build their Dwyer program. We helped Rensselaer County build their Dwyer program. Yeah, Margo's amazing. Mm -hmm. Can see part Albany County and Scott Leslie, amazing. We're always out there trying to connect with each other. Um, Albany County and I, for the last couple of years, hosting mental health first aid for veterans program. Uh, we just found out from Mahaney, so Mental Health Association of New York State is going to give us eight classes over the course of four years so that we can make sure that people that interact with veterans on a day-to-day -day basis have the right mental health first aid training to see some of the issues that we're finding in our service members, but to also see them in spouses and children. Absolutely. 
And that's, you know, you touch on so many great gems there. And I just want to rehash some of those because there's, it's first like being, you know, having your spouse deployed and being the only one there. That's that alone. People don't realize how actually, how tough it is. I mean, you have like base friends, but at the end of the day, I've seen, they really don't give a shit about you. And you're by yourself. Plain and simple, you are by yourself and you're like, no one's, well, there is those few Jodies, but no one's in bed with you laying next to you, comforting you. You know what I mean? Right. And that's right. why that stuff happens so often is, is it's because it's not, oh, I want to cheat or anything. It's because I don't have that comfortability. I don't have that re- that secure uh, reassurance. And it's so tough for the, the spouses and the kids because now mommy or daddy's not home for, you know, oh, a year or, yeah, we're supposed to be deployed for six months. Oh, got a letter back home. Oh, it's now going to be nine months. Oh, right. we're getting a great dinner, which means in our three months. And, you know, they don't give you a time. So it's right. very unassuring. And, of course, having that constant fear of are they not coming home? I mean, you can have safe deployments or, you know, it's like going to any job. You can get hurt that day and not come back home. And then right. you add that risk of military on top of it in a somewhat hostile country and like Germany, France, Italy, those are all nice places that pretty much enjoy our military presence. But at the end of the day, there's still ones there that are still back in the day of World War II that don't want us there. So right. you never really know uh, when you, you know, when you're not gonna come home. Uh, my unit, when I first got there, they had just come back from Germany and they spent most of their time in Bulgaria. So their paperwork wow. said Germany, but they really weren't there. So right. it's that scary kind of un, un easy feeling. Um, I'm so glad you have those networks to help the spouses and stuff. And then to the next level, uh, when you get out, um, I was fortunate and I got out 2020. So they had what they call SFL tap, which was so cute. Um, Soldiers for life tuition assistant program. And you had to get signed off on it. But that sign off to me was just like a quick, all right, you have this, this day, you have this, this day. So, okay, you're going to learn about financial readiness in six hours. Can you really mm-hmm. get prepared in six hours for the financial readiness you're going to encumber when you go back to civilian world? It's a whole mind-blowing experience. Like, and like you said, that twi- that transfer back to civilian life is just like, oh, crap. You know, yeah. there are certain things you I can and cannot do. Right, um, I get it. You know, and it's yeah. wild. Um, so I'm so glad to see that you have those programs put in place for the service member and their families. Mm-hmm. I mean... One thing I know I struggle with, um, and I tell a story all the time, but, but it's really funny. So I was on aviation, so I was on an airbase. Uh, my job, MOS, was what they call 92 whiskey, which was water treatment. But of course, I barely did that job. So I was mainly fueling ammo. Okay. So our whole thing was, hey, the air raid sirens go off. We have an issue. Someone's coming into the air space that they're not supposed to be. Um, so you grab full battle route, you go to the base. XYZ, hop on the helicopter, so on and so forth. So I moved back down here to Middleburg, and I was here when the flood happened uh, with my other fire department, so I understand they now have flood sirens and stuff like that. I totally forgot, totally unaware, because that was like 10 years ago. So I'm in the apartment, and all of a sudden I hear this air raid siren going off. So I jump on, and this was fresh out, so I jump underneath the, the bed, grabbing for the pistols, grabbing this, grabbing... Don't know what's going on. I call my wife. I'm like, babe, what's going on? Ah, like all freaked out. And she's like, it's okay. It's just a flood siren. And I'm like, bullshit. This isn't happening. Like I, I survived the whole thing and now I'm back and all this. 
and then it's just so crazy because it's just something small like that that was triggering now when i hear it i'm like okay i understand what it is right but it's that initial right yeah when you first get out without knowing um is crazy Uh and another story which is funny i'll keep it short um we were outside our apartment one day and i'm hearing this like buzzing so i'm thinking okay maybe it's a fly and i look up and there's a drone right there like one of those little handheld drones i'm Uh thinking this motherfucker's trying to shoot me blow me up something Uh like this is not you know so i go in and i'm like babe i gotta grab the shotgun she's like why what's going i said there's a drone she's like no people around here fly drones although they probably should be a little more you know, careful on where they fly them, except over your house. I'm like, I don't care. I'm guys. She's like, no, this does happen. You got to kind of adjust a little bit. So she talked me down. I was like, okay, I understand there's kids in this neighborhood. They're going to have drones. They're going to have toys. It's not, you know, Al Qaeda trying to come after me or some other form of terrorism. Um, But it was just so like, again, that transition from going uh, military life to civilian life is just totally different to this day i still will not walk on grass i have to walk all the way around on the sidewalk and just weird stuff the wife's pushing me for it she's trying she's working with me but that transition it's it's really it's really wild how it messes with your head and then having you know the mental health side of it on top of that adding to it lego blocking so to speak building it up just makes it that much more difficult Mm-hmm. So I agree. And I'm again so glad you have an organization like this that can help people get out, and like when they get out, they have those resources they can connect to across the world. That is so huge uh, because a lot of people um, really do like staying in Germany. Like Germany is a beautiful country, and they love staying there. So they may not be coming back home where they can reach networks, U.S. networks here. So Germany, right. it's good to have those networks. Big, like, hey, I I know someone that can get you the help out there. Or right. Okinawa, I know a lot of Air Force vets, uh, three or four off the top of my head, who move there for the rest of their life. Like that's their culture now, and it's yeah. it's amazing and beautiful to see us humans traveling the world and actually enjoying other people's cultures because we're so used to just our little own small towns and our own little New York right. or Pennsylvania, wherever you're from. And yeah. so it's awesome to see that you have those networks. Again, that's so huge and so detrimental to the health and safety, not only for the veteran, but their spouses and their families. Because the kids and and the wives and husbands, the spouses are going through that as well. And we kind of wayside it. We forget about it. We're like, oh, well, they served. Well, I'm not saying the, the spouses, the spouses don't have a rank, so to speak, but they still serve in some form or fashion. And so did the kids, all of that conditioning, you know? One thing I pushed. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. It is, especially for children. I think because they don't understand. All they know is, okay, mommy or daddy are going for a week for training, and then uh-huh. now they're going for a month, and now they're home for three months, and then all of a sudden they're gone for two years. Like it's so unstructured yeah. and un. Um, I don't even know the word I'm talking about, but yeah, it's really not good for them either. <laughs> but right. you're right. So that's why and if that's you're single. If you're single and you're listening, stay single. Don't marry the strippers. Oh God, yeah, no, no, that's definitely the disclaimer. Yeah, no. disclaimer. Do not make. Our, live all that you have. Do not add to the population, decrease from the population, or get married. No. Yes, <laughs> it's so true, so true. Yeah. Um, but that's part of why the foundation is here. It it, it has multiple parts. It's the education part, obviously. Just educating not only the community, but educating, you know, our service members, our veterans, our retirees of what's, you know, programs and services are here. It's also family. 
the family part is the biggest part because mm -hmm. that's where I can stand up and say, as a former military spouse of 16 years, who not only was with my spouse while he served from 2000 until 2004, but also as his wife seeing what the VA is like after the fact, what it's like to get out, what it's like to, you know, deal with the VA compensation and, you know, all that different stuff. It's watching my children grow. My eldest was six months old when my ex-husband went to Iraq. Yep. He was almost a year old when he came back. So I know what that's like, and I know that big change. And it sounds insignificant, but he was two when we moved home. We came home in 2004. But he's been to eight different schools before he got to high school. And that's long since passed. He, he graduated in 2000. But it's watching him struggle with the things that, you know, the life that we live. Yeah. The way that his father acted because he wasn't a former service member, because he was in the Marine Corps, you know, the way that we lived our life, the way that we moved around, the way that, you know, things just happened the way they happened. And then we have another child who will be 12 in March, and she's been at the same school her entire life. And it's night and day, granted, oh, a boy yes. and a girl, but it's night and day seeing the programs and services she gets, the relationships she's been able to build, and then how opposite it was. Yeah for the older child, and it, and it is a struggle. And I, I remind school districts every day that military children are still children, but they're different children. Absolutely. They, different, they deal with a different world, and the school district needs to be consciously aware. So I've sat down with multiple school districts and been like, you need to find out if you have military children in your school district. You need to formulate programs and services for them, even if it's, you know, like banana splits. Like mm -hmm. we all kind of remember banana splits for divorced parents. Like Absolutely. you have military kids here, and these military kids need a different type of support. You want to see yeah. success, you need to support them. And it's not just academically, it's socially, it's emotionally, it's psychologically. And that's one of the big pushes that I'm involved in right now, all the way to the federal government level, is the VA and the military needs to understand that there are military spouses and children that go with these disabled and injured, wounded veterans and service members. And if you're not going to afford programs and services for the service members, their families, like their spouses and their children, you're gonna continue this vicious cycle of unsuccessful treatment because you can't just treat one part of Absolutely. a family unit. You have to treat them all. And more and more every single day, we're reaching out to these local VA hospitals, these local little, you know, different sub-sub, they have these like little community, like facilities, instead of just going to the VA, you're able, you're able to go to a community-based VA yep. and saying to them, mental health and wellness is paramount for these military families. We have to find a way to support them. And right now it's a brick wall. And yeah. um, down the road, we're hoping to be able to get into the VA and we're hoping to be able to change the way they look at military families. Because when my spouse got VA compensation in 2013, we lost our health insurance. Yep. He got health insurance. We've gotten nothing. And, and it's now like, you had well, something, and now, oh, all of a sudden, it's gone. We went from having something to having absolutely nothing, and the VA was like, it's not our issue, because he wasn't permanent in total yet. Mm. But permanent total took him 10 years. Yep. So, yes, my children could get on CHAMP VA. I'm his ex-spouse. doesn't matter to me anymore. Um, right. But if that a spouse now, 10 years later, they're willing to give programs and services to service members or families. And it's like, that's kind of 10 years too late. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, we've got, we've got to figure this out. And it, it's been a long road. And that's why the foundation's here. It's basically to stand in front of or next to military families that are like, we need help. 
And if I need to stand in front of the family to have a cake, then I'm going to if I need to stand next to them because they just want that warm handoff and somebody there to just bounce the ideas off. Great. If they want, they want me to stand behind them, great too. But either way, when they come to the foundation, they are handed off to the appropriate VA services for their county, the appropriate programs in that county. And if the county can't help, it's what's regional, what's national. You know, we partner Absolutely. with the Red Cross, we partner with, I mean, there's just so many organizations that we will pick up a phone call and say, I have a veteran or I have a military spouse and they need this right now. So where are we going? And that's how I met Jolie and Mike from Hickstrong because of the program and service that they put into the community. Yeah. And their ability to look at a service member and not see the service member. They see somebody's child. They yes. see somebody that needs needs a way to get a certain program or service without having to go through their command, the VA, you know, all these different things that yeah. have these whole labels and it's it's fantastic. And I'm constantly supporting them, constantly giving them leads to grants, constantly giving them leads to more venues and more events and it's huge and I always tell people it takes a village and mm -hmm. that used to be tough to raise kids, but it takes a village to keep people together and keep people healthy regardless Absolutely. of what that word means to them. And, you know, one thing you hit on earlier was, and, and, you know, I keep rehashing stuff, but when the kids go to eight different schools, I mean, that is so huge. I, I remember seeing it, um, one of my battle buddies that she watches religiously, um, love her kids. They were like our kids. We were very, very close. Um, and she was my sergeant at the time, but she transferred over. But it was like one of those things, you become one big family, but those kids become family too. And then all of a sudden, oh, I've been here for X amount of time. We're, you know, PCSing in two months, three months. Well, now their friends got torn away. Oh, well, I met new friends. Okay, well, now we're moving in three months, but not where, you know, let's just say I was in 10th Mountain and next I was going to go to Benning. Okay, well, the kid she, he or she knows in Fort Drum is not going to go to Benning or very small amount. Now, Fort Drum itself had three different school districts on base. So even though you're on the same base, you're going to totally different schools as well. So, and that does, that plays with that psychological adolescence. Uh -huh. And it, as kids, it really drives those channels, those mental pathways of like, okay, I'm not gonna get close to anybody because they're just gonna leave. I'm not gonna get close to this person or that person, or I'm not gonna put myself out there at, on a sports team, let's say, because I'm not, I don't know when I'm leaving or if, hey, right. maybe, mommy or daddy mess up in the army or Marine Corps, any, any branch. Right, and then anyway. now we're gone, you know, cause yeah. they popped hot on something. You never know. And it yeah. does, it definitely plays a factor. And then for some reason I've seen this too, and definitely chime in on this where those military brats, you'll say, you know, the, the, the kids end up joining the military themselves because that's all they know, you know, right. for most of them that do yeah. a career. They and that, that does happen, and, and I, I think that's kind of a good thing and a bad thing. I think when you see when you see the military child join the military because that's the only thing they ever knew, it, it begs you to question where the social, emotional, psychological part. And I know I, I won't get on that soapbox. No, but, absolutely. You know, mental health and wellness is paramount. But if somebody also got regiment, regimentally kind of brainwashed into that's the only life they have, it, it almost makes you worry because. What, what baggage goes with that? What what kind of life, like, was this a, a life for kid that, you know, yeah, dad right. was in the military for 25 years, that's all they ever knew? Um, or do they turn around and also sit there and say, you know, I'm serving my co country honorably because that's what my father did, which right. is great, or my mother. Um, 
it's just, again, it's making sure there's programs and services, making sure that those children know that there's something else out there in this world, that you can go to college and become an engineer. You can go to trade school and become a welder. You can go anywhere you want. You don't right. have to just go to the military. There's other I'm things fine. out there to do. Right. Yeah. My, I'm the opposite spectrum. It was absolutely never, ever in my lifetime while I joined. That's that's my illness. He's like, I've seen the dark side of it. I can't, I can't justify the light. And, and that's okay. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of military kids see that too. I don't want to spend the rest of my life traveling, you know, because the government says, Hey, March 18th, you're moving. Yeah, and yep. my kids have to be uprooted in the middle of a school year, especially when they're super little. I think super little is huge. And I think high school is huge. Mm. I think kids are adaptive, but it, it, there's only so much adaptivity. Your child has to feel safe. They have to feel secure. Absolutely. They have to feel included and you hit that like i just i don't know i don't think there's a perfect age but i mean that's the military life but yeah. then again schools should be preparing these kids for that absolutely these military schools especially on military bases should have those programs these military kids are going to be taught additional after school or during the day resiliency steps you know yes. you know camaraderie steps to make sure that their mental health and wellness it's not just yeah their attachment to their service member parent and they're just, you know, another thing on, you know, the TMO move. And it's like, mm -hmm. they're not, though. And it's, it's I don't know. I, we're trying to make the government understand, but the government will tell you they don't issue you spouses or children. So yeah. yeah, we can't ask them to reinvent the wheel, but we can ask the schools to take in consideration the, the children that they have. If they're willing to look at ELA, you know, mm -hmm. or ELS kids, English as a second language kids, and make them feel different. If you're well, the whole banana splits thing for divorce. If you can do that for those groups, you can do this for veterans. Absolutely. And there are so many programs out there that would fund school district programs for military kids. All day. That it's like, it wouldn't even have to come out of your budget. We could contact the general's children. It's a website. They give pro they I will help you find that money. You need five grand to run a program? Great. I'll run your program. Too easy. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll go there every day after school and run your program. Just, <laughs> you know, give me the ability to run your program and I will run it. And if I'm not there, believe me, somebody else will be there. Absolutely. There are so and many veterans is. out there that would love that opportunity to go into a school and talk to kids about being kids and having fun. And oh my gosh, I yeah. think to my friends right now that act like seven year olds as it is. That are yeah, <laughs> military. They're they're you know they're the grunts. They're the 0311s and the 19As and all of those. Yeah, they would love that. Put some Marines, Absolutely. put some service members in the schools. You'll see. And and it's funny you say that. Um, real quick, just to throw it out there. For some reason, my comments are not showing up on my Nothing. side, but I saw a bunch of comments. My wife just showed me. Um, I tried getting on my phone. I couldn't see it. But Richard Kaufman, Vertical Momentum Podcast. Thank you very much, brother, for chiming in. Joel, of course. Hick Strong, we talk about you because we love you, because we are all about your foundation. It is so huge. And I'm so glad you're chiming in. Um, so our friend Sue Edwards chimed in. Thank you, Sue. We love you, honey. You have done wonderful work yourself. Thank you so much. We'll get you in. And of course, my mom, um, which is always so great to see. She supports our endeavors. Thank you. Thank you, mom and dad. Love you guys. Um, and for their support for dealing with awesome. my ass because I'm crazier than a, you know, fruit nut bar in a squirrel's mouth. I'm, <laughs> I'm wild. So thank you for dealing with me. Um, well, and I have to say, Tony, because you said that, that's another big thing that the foundation looks at. 
We are a military organization that welcomes service members from the moment they sign their papers mm. to enlist till the day they retire and beyond. So That's Military amazing. Family Foundation includes military service members, siblings, military service members, mom, dad, stepmom, stepdad, step siblings, cousins. We don't discriminate. If you call us and say, my son is at Fort Bragg and I'm concerned, we worry about it. It doesn't have to come from your wife. It doesn't have to come from your kids. It's, we're not secular in that it's only the service member and his family. His family is his family. It's every single person that touches his life. So I think that's great. If your mom had called and said, you know, Tony's at Fort Bragg and I need, you know, I need to get a letter to him or I need to notify him of something. We can get him involved in, you know, the Navy Marine Corps Relief Society. They tend to do emergency things. I've dealt with that personally. I had to get a hold of my ex in Okinawa mm. to tell him I was flying home because my grandfather had passed. There are programs and services that will get that to them. Um, illnesses, just major things. Like there's so many programs and services. I, I never want anybody, someone's mom, someone's cousin. You want to be part of the world that is the military world that you are. Like that's family is family. It's plural. It's Absolutely. not it's not similar and that's that's awesome yeah that's huge that's so great to know that um because there are a lot of organizations i've seen especially again transitioning out of that two-week transition that was just a complete mind overload yeah. was like yeah. okay only your spouse or only your kids or you know so it was very kind of yeah. tight knit like no that person can't do it that so it's so great to see your military foundation really expand to everybody in the family because it does affect everybody um, and I don't want to go down a dark road, but you, you know, for instance, like suicide just doesn't affect the spouse or the kids or whoever it goes Everybody. for the whole entire community. Um, I know myself, I volunteer doing firefighting and we do also do EMS. So I know if one of my brothers or sisters at the firehouse had something going on, it would affect me. And so it's like, I want to make sure they're okay. So there's that bigger family, that community family we talk about. And a lot of the kids, I say kids in uh, a lot because they're all most of them are younger than me in the military now um they joined at 18 19 years old and they had they were on sports teams they had they were doing other type things in their community prior to the service usually usually mm -hmm. there is exceptions but to have their friends be able to be like hey this is going on i'm i don't know where they are or something's going on they wrote me a weird facebook message and sounds a little strange so it's so awesome to see that you can reach out even on that level because there's not not too many that i know that can really do that um mm -hmm. i mean emergency uh red cross but that's like a very um again kind of if you're not you know mother father spouse or child i don't think i think it's kind of limited to who, who can actually go out and do that um but it's so amazing to see all of this and the lives you've touched i mean which is huge. Is there any like big story you can think of, of like, cause I, I have a couple in my head for triggered of like, aha, this is why I'm doing this. Do you have like that big story where you're just like, yup, I, I know I'm in the right place because this is, I helped this person and it directly affected me to a level that I have, I, I'm that story is your motivation now. I think it's everything. I think it's coming in contact with the programs and services that we partner with that I just have those moments where it's like, yes, this, this is why, this is why I wake up every day. And this is why I do what I do. Um, my background is legal first, but I just started uh, clinical mental health counseling for my second master's and awesome. it's because of Hickstrom. 
like yeah, Nick so Strong cool. is what made me go down that path. And I'm like, this is where I want to be. I want to be where I keep fighting for everybody else to get to. Like, I want that mental health and wellness. I want to make sure that people are being heard and listened to and supported. And they came into my life at a mental health first aid that I was hosting. And it was just the conversations that we have with, you know, even Sienna, their, their wonderful daughter, who, I mean, God, we've been graced with just being in their life and watching her graduate from college and just, oh gosh, their trips. And it's, it's yeah. that's my moment. It's the moments when I meet families and, I know that they're doing something great. Same thing with Operation at Ease, IBI, like all these different with service dogs. Uh, my ex has a service dog. He is a full blood pit bull dog. And I've seen him in action. And it, again, it just recertifies and reset. Just it sinks into my head all these things that I've always pushed and promoted. Yeah. And then I find like minded individuals and I'm like, this is it. This is why the foundation is here. This is why we are 24 7, 365. This is why we go and we lobby against the student New York state government. This is why we lobbied so hard to get Dwyer now everywhere. Uh, we fought very hard to get Albany their Dwyer program and then continued to push and fight. And now any county in the state of New York can apply for Dwyer funding. It's, it's that's huge. amazing. Yeah. And that's it's huge. like, this is, this is why I'm here. It's not, I mean, it started legal. So it, you know, it, kind of worked its own way and I know about lobbying I know about governmental stuff it's great to have that kind of insight and, and the degree it kind of gets me into places you know maybe sure you know that I you know wouldn't be as I was just Joe on the street but right. it's like I see the changes Jake Ashby an amazing veteran um, who just became a senator in New York State for yep. New York State Senate local and um, amazing human being and his story is just phenomenal of why he became who he became and it was like the light at the end of the tunnel for him it's like you know what there's more in this world and you know what he, god he's doing amazing things and he's just in there and he's pushing for vets and he's demanding more money and you know it's just it's those people it's it's seeing it it's seeing it not in fine print it's seeing it in technicolor and it's like this is it when I'm on a train for Toys for Tots and I see these kids that we're giving gifts to and we donated thousands of them and I'm watching them go out of stocking stuffers and I'm handing them out with cookies and the gratefulness. It's just, I think it's that I'm not working a nine to five job in regards to the foundation. We are a zero budget foundation. We don't have any money. Everything's volunteer. Everything comes out of our pockets. It's seeing those, it's seeing those moments. It's watching someone at peace it's watching somebody be grateful and it's watching somebody continue to grow and move and i'll never take a dime for any of that because to me a dollar is a dollar watching somebody have that fulfilled sensation the i finally found my people i finally found my tribe somebody understands me i'm, I'm getting service dog through this organization i'm getting mental health treatment from this organization i have housing and you know just life skill support from another organization and every single one of us would quit our day jobs to do this 100% for nothing because of it and that's yeah. those are the people I enjoy being around and those are the people that make a difference that's awesome and I always say and I always try to add value I say add value to someone's life and eventually my entirely stuff's going to happen it's going to happen but if you can change or help one person out for me one person a day I'm good with whether it's just holding a door you know, at Stewart's or something, but adding value like you are has such a bigger ripple effect. And like you said, it's not about the money. And I think that's what it really comes down to is 
we're so quick to chase a buck and yes we have to pay our bills we have to have some right, kind of, of job some kind of income otherwise we'll just be broken we can't help anybody um but being able to add that kind of value to people's lives is so important i know again like rich kaufman up here um doing what he does has been amazing his stories to help people out Hicks strong i mean i remember um talking with them the first time i met them was down at an operation id's uh motorcycle run the pts uh-huh. uh run i think it was two years ago if i remember correctly i remember just sitting with them and talking with them and my boot my uh booth was up for a triggered podcast and the wife was kind of manning up for me and she kind of gave me that eyes like you know i know you talk a lot but can you come back over here and and after i explained the story she's like hey can i go over there and talk to him and he uh i want to say is it michael i'm sorry mike mike and jolie okay so mike came over to me and started talking some more and i was like babe we gotta get connected with these guys they're on the same mission statement we all have the same kind of mission statement in some form or or variation to help vets and others out and it's Uh just so great to see the world does have good people people who actually care about other people and to be able to have that kind of connection like you said and be able to help out hey i know someone that needs a dog a service dog i know someone needs some more mental health or and yeah it's so great to be able to say yep i got them and that was one thing that triggered we really pushed right in the beginning for was being able to have those networks where if a vet comes up to us or contacts us it isn't okay well let me just figure it out it's hey i know someone that can help you or if i can't help you myself i know someone that can especially if it's a mental health and stuff like that because I'm not one to give out advice for mental health because, you know, I got my PNT and I'm good. And a lot of advice I give is that military advice. So it's probably not the best <laughs> to say, you know, um, but it is, it's just amazing. Amazing. Um, last question I'll ask um, before sure. we sign off is I found different ways and forms to deal with my own mental health. And one of them as weird as it is, you know, I'm a big bearded guy. I do a lot of side gigs. Um, you know, motorcycle riding, you know, the whole night thing. Always done. Always. The motorcycles have really helped me a lot, um, even beforehand, but is playing with Legos, like building stuff out of Legos. Have you heard that um, from any of your vets or even their families? Um, like I've Legos heard a lot therapy? of hands-on things, whether it's model cars, it's coloring. Uh, I've not heard Legos. We try to keep crayons away from Marines. Well, understandable. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, It's, I think the best thing is to find something that allows your brain to think. And my ex loved riding his motorcycle. He still does. But um, it's wind therapy. You you have to be focused on the road. You have to be consciously there. You can't let your mind wander. And I think that's why wind therapy helps him so much is he's out there and he's, you know, it's enjoying the air and it's just you and the bike and it's you and the open road. You can go wherever you want to go. But you have to be focused. Yeah. Um, I think the same thing as some of these other things, like, you know, just art projects, going to um, just museums, things that make your mind think. So, yes, absolutely. Legos, because if you put the Lego in the wrong spot, then it looks weird. It allows you to do a bunch of different things. And one of the best pieces of advice I've ever seen about mental health when you were struggling with PTSD, anxiety, panic attacks is it's the hard it's the hardest thing to find what's real and what's not and i think certain projects allow you to be in the here and now but the best piece of advice was start small hold your thumb out hold your hand out with just your thumb up in the air look at it 
it's real, right? Because it's your hand, it's your thumb. Find a way to focus on just the things that are in the room with you right now. What do you smell? What do you hear? What do you taste? And working through that. So yes, I think things that focus your mind on, I have to look at this blueprint. I have to have this many parts. I have yep. to have this many of that color forces your brain to just continue to focus on what's right now yeah. instead of letting your mind like kind of just wander out and I mean there's just I think there's so many amazing options and I love that there are so many apps coming out now that again aren't necessarily government related that just breathe just yes. listen to birds just sit in the grass I mean they are so finite and primitive and yeah, that's cool, Legos. Now, see, Legos, on the other hand, I had a little boy that loved Legos, and he always wanted big things like Sponge House, SpongeBob's house. Yeah. You know, uh, it gets expensive. And, the, and then it's like, I'm the one putting them together. So, yeah. yeah. Legos, for me, it's like, no. Um, there's a Lego <laughs> bag that's still stuck in my foot from when he was like four. It's fine. But, yeah, yeah so I think that's great. I like Legos. But the little no, landmines. I'll call her. <laughs> yeah, right. And, you know, well, like you said, that wind therapy, that is such a huge part for me. I was riding before I joined the military, but when I got out, that was one thing. Um, and it's so funny because me and my wife have a, a, a great relationship, but it's one of those things that most guys will be like, what? So she said, okay, when I got she's like, okay, so what bike are you looking at? And I'm like, um, not really. She's like, no, this, you did this before. It was helping you. You need to do it now. And I'm like, oh, all right, I'm going to go get myself another bike then. Um, yeah. And now I have a different bike, but it's just going out on the weekend or whenever, even if it's for a small half hour ride um, yeah. for me around the block is literally like 30 miles. But um, because I'm on the backside of room on Stone Store. So, you know, going okay, through. I know exactly where you are. Yeah, okay. going down 145 to 30, 30 up through mm -hmm. Break of Bean and coming back down. Yeah. Even that little bit is really, really helpful. Um, on the smaller rides, uh, but being part of the American Legion and the Legion Riders 977 has been a yep. huge, huge help um, because I have brothers and sisters there that that's like, hey, uh, we're coming through because we just want to go for a ride. Are you down? Yep, let's go. You know, that's awesome. And it's great to have, you know, that accountability to that brother and sister check like, hey, you seem a little off today. What's going on? Or, yep. you know, and it's so important to have. Um, all right, we're going to get off in a couple minutes. There's been so many great comments. Um, thank you guys so much for interacting. I apologize. I can't see the comments on here, but the wife has been throwing them over to me. Uh, Tracy, I know you've been shooting back and forth too, which is huge. That's so amazing um, because there's so many people out there that need to hear this message. And Absolutely. hopefully we can get more states opened up with Triggered and more countries opened up because everyone around the world needs to hear this because there's places that... We don't think of actual stations or deployments. Uh -huh. um, I had a good friend and everyone laughs about this, but it's it's really funny. He was in the Air Force and he was what's called a Raven. And while he was doing that, uh, he was deployed in Djibouti in Africa. And a lot wow. of people don't think of like, wow, what's Djibouti? And of course, we can joke around like, oh, look at my Djibouti. But like right. that was a very hostile area that was kind of in the area ish. I'd say if I'm correct, and I could definitely be wrong, of where like the whole Black Hawk Down thing happened. Um, okay. So he was doing, although it was a human humanitarian um, deployment, yep. it was still a hostile zone. Of course, of course he didn't get yeah, hazard right. pay and all that. But there's those areas around the world that we don't think of your typical uh, deployments that are really important yep. to be able to reach out to and help. 
And if you are in any of those wild places like that that we don't think about, let us know so we can try to get care packages to you or just get you some help or just want to chat because those areas are totally different than than we see now. We're seeing a lot of the urban stuff in the sense of like Afghanistan, Iraq, um, which is great because that's our main fighter place now. But we still have people in Vietnam. Um, and if anyone tells you different, they're lying. We still have soldiers in Vietnam. Definitely huge Asia Pacific side, uh, which is yes. a whole nother topic that I don't want to go down because I had so many battle buddies in the military who were Filipino um, from the islands. And they're like, oh, no, the, my dad's, you know, sergeant major or something. I, oh, we have a base there. Yeah, you didn't know that. And we were Americans who didn't know we had, you know, because it's oh, not yeah. your, you don't think about it. You don't realize till you're in it, and then you're like, "Wow, this—it's not just this big; exactly. it's this big." And you're like, "Holy moly!" Everywhere, yeah. I mean, yeah. even in the Nordic country, Nordic, I say, but like Denmark, Norway, Sweden, we have bases there that we don't even think about, and different units get deployed there um, in yep. sense for humanitarian reasons. But yeah, Tracy, thank you so much for jumping on once again. If you guys Absolutely. want to hit her up, uh, this is the foundation that she is, and huge, huge shout out to you because. Your hands are full. Your your the people you work with, their hands are full because there's so much work out there. If you guys want to volunteer and help out with this, this is where you can go. Um, Tracy, is there anything else you want to say before we head off? No, just thank you so much for the opportunity. Because, like I say, it takes a village, and the more of us that link together, we're a big giant puzzle. And at the end of the day, there's going to be this amazing picture, and it's the American flag and its military families, and that's it. Like, there's just right now, I mean, in my mind, that's where we are. That's who we are. We came from it. We understand it. And the more we can get those of us who have served, whether we were service members or we were spouses or children, the more we can get a unit together to say, we've been there. We we want to help. We know. That's that's what these people need to hear instead of, yeah, not a clue and good luck. Um, so one of these days, we're going to get that huge puzzle together, and it could be 10,000 pieces, and it's going to be the American flag and a military family on it, and that's going to be it. And then we're going to be like, wow, we're all connected. Everything's working great. We have supports, programs, and services. Nobody goes without. Gosh, at some point, we'll eliminate homeless veterans as well. I mean, gosh, we're way up there, but, you know, we're that's what we want. Just keep pushing, keep grinding, keep getting out there. You know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, and we're just all squeaking away. So Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Tracy, again, thank you so, so much. Um, again, if anyone wants to hit her up on that site there, huge. I mean, this is, it's so great to hear all these great stories and, and the people you're networking with again, because it is that bigger picture, that American flag with the families on it. And that's, that's amazing. Um, we want to try to help everyone we can. Obviously, some people do fall through the cracks, but more people are aware of it, more people can get more help. So, Absolutely. Again, thank you very much. And as we say here at Triggered, stay triggered.